Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. On this special evening, on this Maundy Thursday, you and I have an opportunity to reflect on Jesus' words about his supper. It's really only Jesus that has the right to talk about the Lord's Supper. After all, it's his meal. But before we come forward later tonight and receive the gifts at the altar, I'm going to encourage us to ask the question, am I prepared for what I'm about to receive? Am I prepared for the Lord's Supper? And as we reflect on that, we can ask ourselves, do I have faith in Jesus' words? And do I remember what he did for me? And do I recognize what I'm going to receive as I come forward? That's what Paul was trying to do when he was addressing the Corinthian church, using words that he was inspired to write that Jesus himself had given him. And so he took the church all the way back to those original words. He says it this way. He says, I received from the Lord what I pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. So Paul basically took those words to the church and he asked them, did they believe that this was Jesus' body and blood in the bread and the wine? Did they believe that Jesus was given into death on their behalf? Did they trust that Jesus' blood was the new covenant with God? And if they did, they'd be properly prepared to receive the blessings that God gave them as they ate and drank the bread and wine that is God's body blood. But if they did not, they would not receive those blessings. So we ask ourselves that question today. Am I prepared to receive the Lord's Supper? We can go through a, a kind of checklist, if you would, as we get ready to receive this great meal and the great gifts that God gives us. Do you hear Jesus say the words for you? Do you hear the forgiveness of your sins? Or are you just going through the motion? And maybe like what I see from time to time, as soon as you take communion, you go back to your pew or your seat, you pull out your cell phone, and you start engaging the world, oblivious to what's happening around you in the worship space. What does it mean? to have faith in Jesus' words and to believe what he says as he gives us his gifts. One analogy might be this. Let's, let's say that I'm not standing in a pulpit high above you, but let's say that this is a burning building, and the only way down, because it's trapped by fire behind me, is to jump into the safety of a net that some firefighters are holding down below. At what point in time do I have faith that they are going to catch me? Is it when I look over and go, all right? Or is it when I jump? It's in the act of jumping that I have faith. Just like it is in the act of eating and trusting in God's word that we receive the gifts that God gives us in the body and blood, bread and wine on this special night. Jesus providing for us 
a spiritual safety net, if you would, actually giving us something, and we get to absolutely believe it and trust in it. He's inviting us to just jump in and trust his word. Paul also wants the church to recognize that there's more than just eating and drinking taking place. There's more than just you getting something out of this meal. You're actually doing something. He says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Do you realize when you step forward and you receive, you're saying, I trust that Jesus has done this. I trust he did it for me. I trust he did it for my brother and sister who I'm communing with. It's a beautiful thing. Do you recall, as you're doing that, as you're proclaiming his death, do you recall that he was the innocent one, you're the guilty one, and yet he invites you to his table. He says your sins are forgiven. Jesus gives us his meal because he wants his disciples to gather together regularly and receive it. Oh, it started at that Passover where he linked all the way back to what Moses had done uh, as God worked in Pharaoh's heart and wanted him to free his people. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened. So God sent death over the land of Egypt. And miraculously, though, those that were in the safety of a home that had blood sprinkled on the doorposts and on the lentils, They were safe as they were eating that Passover meal that God had commanded them to do. Now, Jesus claims that meal as his, as a memorial meal for all time. And every time we come forward, we receive actual gifts and we proclaim his death until he comes. There's another question that we can ask ourselves as we come forward. It has to do with what Paul tells the church. He says, listen, Whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup in an unworthy manner is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before they eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body and blood eats and drinks judgment on himself. So apparently there's a way that we can harm ourselves in this act. Someone who communes without recognizing what he's receiving puts themselves in grave danger. But Paul's not asking that question because he doesn't know the answer. He knows the answer. He's getting us to to think and to be reminded of what it is that we're doing. And he says it this way. He says, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Paul's not asking to get an answer from the church. They knew the answer. He knew the answer. He's getting them to just proclaim it and to trust it. How is it possible that you and I can be eating and drinking God's body and blood and receiving forgiveness and and forgiveness life and salvation and a strengthening of our faith. How is it possible? We do not know. But in the faith that the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts, we accept it. And we can ask ourselves, do I believe this? And so church, do you believe Jesus' words? Like good Lutherans. Absolutely! 
This is one of the most beautiful teachings of the Lutheran church, that Jesus' own words claiming his body and blood to give you and me sinners forgiveness so that every time we walk up here, he's giving us a gift and he's sending us away clean to be his ambassadors, forgiven and set free. Church, do you believe that? Absolutely. Are you prepared for the Lord's Supper? Absolutely. If you believe that Jesus' body and blood, in with and under the bread and the wine, are given and shed for you, absolutely. Come, taste, receive what God has given you. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.